That's when others will help you, right? Like if you ever notice if you're driving on the highway and, and people are just sitting in their car, someone's sitting in their car, the car might have stopped, um, whatever, whatever the problem might be, like the engine stopped, there might be a flat tire. When you, when, when you just drive past the majority of the time, okay? But when you see somebody pushing their car because they was in a ditch, yeah. That's when you stop because you see someone helping that they're trying to help themselves. And that's when you start to notice that others start to help them. And so for me, I hope, I hope that people understand that, that it starts here in the mind, all of yeah. it, everything. Yeah. Like we're, we're right now at the time of this recording in a lockdown and, yeah. and, and you can really like you turn on the, on the news Damn, can you ever get into a rabbit hole of negativity? But yeah, for sure. And also, you can also just shut that off. Like, you yeah, know, you want to know, you want to know what's happening in terms of cases and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, get that fix. Get yeah. that. You need to know, but you don't need to watch it for three hours. I've talked about this before. Day. The agenda, the incentive structure of the news. People think that when they're going to the news, they're going to get informed. And sure, that is people's motives. And that's the stated agenda of the news. But the incentive structure of the news is not, in my opinion, to inform you. It's to rile you up because the more riled you up, you, the more riled up you are, the more you'll stay watching the news and sharing the news. And the more that you watch it, the more ad money they get from marketers. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like the job of the news is to make you click on a link, stay yes. at, stay yes. watching it if you're doing it on TV, for example. And so it's our job, my job, your job, anybody who's listening to this podcast to decipher what goes in between these two ears. Right. And yeah. so, um, look, I don't blame the news. I mean, they're, they're not a nonprofit organization. I don't know any news outlet that is right. Um, and so, and so you need to be aware enough to understand that, that if, if, if you surround yourself with a lot of negativity, it's just, it's just, it's a law, man. It's the law of vibration that what you, what you put in is what you'll put out. And so you got to understand that, that if you allow hours upon hours and days upon days, and for some years upon years of negativity, that's what you're, that's the vibration that you're going to put out. And that's what you're going to continue to get. And that's yeah. why so many people, that's why so many people like, live live in like like i can't afford things or or money's not growing money doesn't grow on trees well you keep on saying that to yourself to to your brain your brain's like yeah you're right man timothy you know what you're right money doesn't grow on trees and yeah right you're right you can't afford that what i started doing was understanding that like you know what like what do i have to do to afford that and then my brain started to think of ways and put me in front of opportunities to afford those things. Right. And so yeah. it really is just a little, it's a switch, not to say that I don't have negative thoughts or sometimes negative feelings, which in my opinion are even worse than the thoughts, but that's where it comes from. It's just that I don't stay in them for too long. Right. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't have days of it anymore. I'm very fortunate. Knock on what I don't have days of negativity because the people that I also surround myself with, they won't let me stay in that. I kind of protected myself. I call it my protective bubble. And I just make sure now the people that are around me, they're in a positive state as much as we all possibly can be. Speaking of controlling the input and output of your life. Um, one of the questions that I like to ask myself a lot, when I think about big picture, what I'm hoping to do, I like to ask myself, 
how would I answer this? If I keep allowing X to exist in my life, I am never going to achieve this thing. So I'm curious how you would answer that. What is something that's in your life that you have to squash on a daily basis or you are actively working to squash or you've identified it that if you allow it to, to have a hold on you, you will never achieve what the impact that you want to have on the world? Well, I can remember probably going back to about six, seven years ago. And once I came to the real, and this was the big, this was the big, this one allowed for what's all like, what's majority of stuff that's in my life now, which was not comparing myself to others. And I just came to this realization that I needed to stop thinking about the people that had more than me. Because what happened at that moment was, you know what, there's so many that have less than me. And, and once I started to only focus on what I have at the current time, I was dialed in. I got to dial myself in, focus, double, double down, go all in, call it whatever you want on what I had and my strengths. And I yeah. stopped trying to fix my weaknesses. There's billion upon like it's, it's probably close to a trillion dollar industry, which is the self-help section in, 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 in chapters and Indigo in the bookstore. And I love that. So like, I love the personal development space, but majority of it, if not all of it, but majority of it is to talk, is to help you fix your weaknesses. For me, I just realized, look, I'm going to go in on my strengths. Right. And so I know that I'm not someone that like, people see shelves behind me right now. I can't put that stuff up. So I don't even try anymore. You know, like <laughs> I don't even think about it. I just delegate that or, or, or I get help around me. I, I spent a lot of time in, in like two years prior on, on compute, on the computer. I was wasting a lot of time. I don't have a computer. I haven't touched a laptop like, you know, longer than probably 15 minutes uh, uh, because that's not where, that's not where my strength lies. I'm not, I can't write long emails. I'm not a good writer. I like to get on the phone and, and just talk to people. Now that might waste a little bit more time than somebody else who just writes replies back on a, uh, on an email in a long form. But for me, I know my strengths. I'm going to be able to communicate better on a phone call. It's why I've been able to do a lot of the business that I've been able to do because I'm like, Hey, let's just talk on the phone. Like when's the best time to get on a call. And so for me, it really was, it really was just stop comparing myself. Well, the, the moment I stopped comparing myself to others is when things started to open up for me. I love that. Um, yeah. And I, I, I agree wholeheartedly about going all in on your strengths. That's something I'm still actively working on. I'm always trying to think, okay, if I mildly don't enjoy this, or if, if it's a struggle for me, I need to delegate this out. <laughs> I need to do whatever I can to delegate this. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, not a, a, like 100% of my time every single day is, is is like I'm enjoying everything. But man, am I ever at, and I'm not exaggerating, I'm probably at 95% of the time. Like if I don't enjoy it, out it goes. Like yeah. not even delegate it. I, mean, I just get it out of my life. Like I don't <laughs> want to do it. For example, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, time of this recording, first couple of weeks of January or wherever we're at, um, last, uh, last week of December of 2020, uh, myself and my team and my business partner, we obviously do our kind of our, our, our business planning, so to speak for the new year. And we were sitting down and talking about 
okay, where, um, how are we going to, uh, like, what's going to be the system for new business, new clients coming into my real estate business? And I sat there and we're talking about it. We're in about a you know, half an hour conversation into, and I said, you know what? It's been 16 years and the last two years, all 92, 93% of our business was all repeat and referral. I said, look, I don't want to talk to anybody that is a cold lead, like an online lead. I don't want it. Yeah. And the team, my directors, everyone looked at me and said, Jazz, but we need to grow. I was like, you know what? We're going to grow within the, in like what we call REC insiders, which is our, which is, is our clients, our community, our fans. Um, we're going to grow within them. Like we're going to grow with them and they're going to introduce us to more people. Let's focus in on what has gotten us here for the last 16 years. Yeah. There were some, some cold leads, but man, I just don't like getting on those calls anymore. Like I'm, I'm fighting uphill with, with somebody who has like, they've never heard a podcast of mine. They haven't read my book or, or they haven't seen my content on all the platforms. It's all good. Like you can work with somebody else. I'm not going to hear, I'm not going to be here trying to manipulate you or, 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 or try to push you to do business with me. I want to do business with people that already know me, like me or trust me. And, and not to say that, that I don't have to speak with people that don't know me, but I want that. I want there to be that trying, what I call a triangle of trust. So if I know you and you introduce me to Andre, the chance of Andre and I doing business has shot through the roof because you've given the introduction. I just don't want to speak to Andre if he doesn't know anybody in my, uh, uh, in my, in my network. And so coming back full circle, like I realize that's it. If the person's not the, like, if they don't know me from somewhere, we're not doing, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight uphill with anybody anymore. And because it just takes up too much bandwidth. Right. Yeah. And so, um, man, for you, buddy, like you, you like the quicker you can, the quicker you can get to a place where you're only doing things at that 90, 95% of the time. Enjoy. Like when you're doing things that you enjoy the faster, like whatever you want will open up to you and the right people yeah. will come into your life as well. That, 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 that's a very interesting part because you'll start to attract the right people and repel, repel the wrong people. Yeah, I love that. Okay, Jess, the way I like to ask the next question is if some w- when somebody writes the Wikipedia article on your company, aside from a brute definition of what your company does, what do you hope is in there? Um, well, first and foremost, we're a real estate company and we we um majority of our business is with, is with investors. And so um, I would like that the investors to say and our clients to say and that Wikipedia page to say that we made the money um, because otherwise we're not going to get those introductions and people are not going to come back to us. So first and foremost, um, that we help them create wealth, long-term wealth, because real estate is 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 an investment that uh, you can do very well in if you have the patience and yeah. you understand that it's not a quick it's not a get rich quick scheme um in the greater toronto area where where we do our business i mean it's really not there's not really a place for like no money down stuff um and 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 getting rich quick you got it's it's boring you got to watch it's like watching paint dry and watching grass grow but i i essentially want people to say look they helped us create long term generational wealth and 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 what i mean by that is 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 look i have clients who are grandparents and and i can see in the next 
eight to 10 years, them passing some of those properties on to their grandchildren, like not even their kids, their grandchildren. And that excites us like that excites myself and the whole team. Um, that that is probably the the number one point that I would want on that Wikipedia page. And number two would be that they that REC Canada, my company, um, removed the friction in the process, uh, uh, made it easy. Because look, I mean, there's one thing that none of us are going to get back, which is time, the wealth and all that kind of stuff that I mean, you personally are not going to be able to take it with you. But again, you're going to be able to give it out, hopefully to your family and friends or another or, or, or charity, whatever you decide to do with it. However, I hope that we, we, we don't waste people's time. And so we remove the friction in the whole process of buying, selling or investing with us. Yeah, I love that. My last question for you is a for fun one. So when we think about legacy, um, I'm as a kids book author, I'm a big believer that you cannot, um, you cannot pass on legacy without reaching the hearts of kids. So my for fun question for you is, What's a, if you could write, if you were able to write a kid's book, what's a topic or idea or something that you would want that to communicate to kids? Financial, financial independence. I mean, I, 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 um, and I didn't know that, uh, uh, that, that, that you wrote kids books. So we're going to definitely <laughs> be talking my man off here because I have a couple of animators, part of my media squad. Um, and we do cartoons. Um, oh yeah. Cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really some really cool stuff that we're starting to do. And one of my goals, which is probably like with, within this year, I'll write, um, I'll write like a, maybe not a full book, definitely in the next three years, a, a full book will be written for kids. Um, but it's, it's, it's the fact that I want like financial for me, financial literacy is very important. And why I say that, and I don't mean that you need to make millions and billions of dollars, um, but because I just, I saw my parents, my grand, my, my father um, was a taxi driver his whole life and my mother was a factory worker. I saw that how much time it took, how much bandwidth it took in their own brain. And if I learned it, maybe just at a slightly younger age, I'm very grateful at the age that I did, like, 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 like you know, probably in my 17s and like in my mid-teens, teens but i wish like i have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and yeah. and my seven-year-old last summer did a lemonade stand and i told him look whatever you make it's yours however i'm buying the lemon i'm buying the lemons i'm buying uh the sugar and i'm buying like all the stuff and 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 he made his money his his revenue i taught him what revenue is and i said that's not profit son and he's like, what do you mean? This is what we got. He made like $360 revenue. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, I paid, I think, I think we ended up paying about a hundred dollars for everything, signs, markers, all that kind of stuff. I made him put up the signs. I went with him. We made some phone calls to get like our family coming in from a certain time, two to four. And, and I took back what I paid and he was left with his money and we opened up a bank account and he has that in his bank account, like a joint account. And, and so, but now when he wants to buy something, he always, you know, seven years old, right? Like he thinks he can buy a lot more with his 200 bucks, but he understands that, Oh, okay. Like, Oh, I can buy something with my own money. Oh, okay. And I tell him, well, that's 400 bucks. Like, where are you going to get the other $200 from? He's like, okay, I'll just wait. I'll save, you know, my birthday money and all that kind of stuff. And so I, like, I already see the wheels turning in his head and, and, and that excites me, man. And, and I think, I think he's going to hopefully anyways, um, have a little easier time because he's understood the, the, the concept of saving, yeah. which a lot of us 
even at the age of 52, some people don't understand that. Yeah. So if you picked like a first concept that you would want to get across in that kid's book, would it be saving or would it be some other aspect of financial literacy? No, I think it would be, um, I think it would be saving, saving. That's first. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You know why? Because like, look, I, because I just think too, too many people buy dumb shit. Like, like, like it's just silliness. You know what I mean? In my opinion, I'm not here to judge anyone. Yeah. Um, but it's sometimes you're buying stuff to impress people. And, and if you just saved some of that money, like at least, at least if you saved minimum 10% of every dollar that you make, like here in Canada, we pay like 52%. Once you get to a certain tax bracket, wow. you pay 52% of, of, of uh, federal income. Okay. And um, federal tax, sorry. And, and so if, 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 if that's how much you're paying and all the bill collectors, your telephone, your utilities, the bank for your mortgage payment, all that kind of, they're all going to get their money. But if you don't get into the habit of saving minimum 10 cents on every single dollar and paying yourself first, even before you pay CRA, if you're self-employed, then you can, you can actually pay yourself first. Pay yourself first. Set up a, a bank account, that, a separate bank account that takes the money automatically. If you don't get into the habit of saving 10 cents out of a dollar, you will not save 10,000 out of 100,000. The amount of people that I've heard say, man, when I get 100 grand, I'm going to save the 10,000. No, you're not because you don't have the habit. You just don't yeah. have the habit. And so that's good start, stuff right there. Start when you're only making a dollar because it will be a lot easier to take that 10 cents out. That's great. Jazz, how can listeners connect with you? Look, I think. Um, uh, uh, I, I hope first and foremost that I brought a lot of value, man. And to you, I mean, I know how, as a, as a fellow content creator, I know how tough it is to create content on a regular basis. So thank you for what you're doing and all the positivity that you're putting out in the world. Um, uh, my cup is full. I got, I got a lot, I got a lot more than I ever signed up for. And so now it's my turn to give back. I mean, but if people want to get a little bit more, uh, from me, I mean, you can do a digital deep dive on me. I think the best place is just go to my website, jazz tackle car.ca and then you'll kind of flirt around and 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 see if you want to consume me through video audio blogs cartoons you'll you'll figure that out yourself <laughs> awesome I, i'm super interested jazz uh thanks for thanks for being on the show i appreciate you my man thank you for having me